0: Hey, Todd, I got a question for you. Have you ever felt real low on energy, especially while you're playing video games?
1: Um, Yeah, Brian. I, I wasn't really ready for that, that <laughs> question,
0: but I have. I definitely have.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I felt low many a days just having low energy. <laughs> I understand.
0: Well, you're in luck. You're in luck. You know why? Do you know why you're in such good luck today Todd that you
1: Actually, I do. I actually do know why.
0: Excellent. Why
1: don't, you, why? don't you tell me.
0: Because today, officially, this week's episode of Skip the Tutorial has been brought to you by Sneak In-Game Energy. If you've ever felt like you've had your plug pulled from drinking too many sugary energy drinks, well, they've got a solution for you. It's a healthier alternative. It's a completely sugar-free formula that gives you an intense energy boost without the crash. The powder formula is packed with vitamins, minerals, and amino acids to sharpen your focus and enhance your reaction times. Just add water, mix, and dominate! Sonic would do this. It's an alternative for him. Uh, Sneak is also way cheaper than regularly canned energy drinks. It's just eighty cents, $0.87 cents a serving. You can get a boost for much less. Plus, the flavors are seriously explosive. Choose from Cherry Bomb, Blue Raspberry, or the Mystery Stealth Edition. Gotta go stealth. Gotta sneak sneak. Whatever your game, fuel it with sneak. Head to com and use STT for 10% off over orders of $30. That's W-E-A-R-E-S-N-E-A-K.com and use STT at checkout for ten percent off orders over thirty
1: dollars, and you know what, B, um, it got me too. I think it's we are sneak, and it's oh. really dope. No, 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 no. That but makes you spelled it right. We're good. And you, as you can see, I'm drinking it now. Uh, I've actually been <laughs> fucking with this for a minute. We've been at this. It's been kind of cool. Our friends over in the UK. You know
0: what I mean? Like represent, like. It definitely got um, me. It is WeAreSneak.com. I just saw that. <laughs> That's we- what
1: makes them cool, though, man. That's what makes them link up with the STT tribe. When you go check them out, it, it's like they—you'll see, you'll see. They—they they definitely are. We are sneak. Um, yeah, man. And they got a cool ass logo. When you go to, I, if I on that first purchase, I will go to make sure to get a, a shaker. Yes, absolutely. Sure. And the shaker's yeah. dope. The shaker's so yeah, dope. It is, I love.
0: I've been using it, man, regularly i've been using it i needed to give you some of my sneak too because i know you're waiting on your order yeah that's it you know what i'm saying but uh yeah man that seriously though pretty cool solid folk man check them out yeah absolutely and while you're doing that online and you got all that energy buzzing there's something else you can do you can go to tpublic.com tpublic.com now why would you go to tpublic after buying energy drinks so you can buy a Skip the Tutorial T-shirt and show people that you love Skip the Tutorial and that you're a part of the tribe. If you want to get those links, you can go to our Facebook or Twitter accounts. It's Facebook.com/backslash Skip the Tutorial Podcast and Twitter at S T T underscore Pod. Uh, those shirts, Todd. Our shirts, I gotta say, are dope. They are so dope. I love them. We got more I got coming compliments, up too,
1: man. I got compliments at the con. You know what I'm saying? It was cool. Plus, yeah, I got the Kratos shirt coming. Yeah. Another cool artist on the
0: page. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I can dig it, man. I can dig it. And one (laughs) last thing, one last thing. If you want to help support Skip the Tutorial, we are over at Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm has something really cool for you guys where you can actually just donate monthly to us. We got two new subscribers this month Wesley Morris and Philip Green, who are part of the tribe. We've seen them pop up in the Facebook and the Twitter accounts. Uh, So thank you so much, Wesley and Phil. But Anchor.fm, if you want to go check us out, Skip the Tutorial, you can do that. They're a great service. Todd, I've been messing around with the app. I gotta say, I really love how clean the app is. It's a very yeah, clean podcast app.
1: Yeah, and I like the idea, you know, with the new pl- the way they've made the changes to the platform and the idea going into the future. Especially with the way other platforms of uh, entertainment are kind of going with demonetization and stuff like that, man. But special shout out to Wesley Morrison, man, and Phil Green, bro, for real, man. You know we appreciate it. And, you know, I guess this, this is good enough for the sellout section. But... <laughs> It's all for a grander plan, you know what I mean? For yes, real, it bro. is. For real, we just thankful for the opportunities, thankful for the tribe, man. We're going to keep this thing going, grooving, man, for real.
0: Absolutely. Now, Disney, if you're listening, you see that we can do these things, so come and buy us out. Buy us oh, out. man, I mean, just give me an infinity gauntlet. Yeah, that's kind of all I want. I mean,
1: shit, Disney owns everything now anyway, man. I'm not mad at them, that damn Mickey Mouse.
0: Nope. Mouse, thing, the mouse ears. All right, stick around for this week's episode of Skip the Tutorial. 7654321. You'll never have the secret stone.
1: <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother.
0: Welcome to this week's edition of Skip the Tutorial, the number one video game podcast in New Orleans. I'm one of your hosts this week, Brian C. Murdered Daniels. and Joining me across the universe on Skype is Todd Chopperstyle Fortner. What's going on, man?
1: Chopperstyle, chop, chop, chopperstyle, chopperstyle, chop chop, chop, chop. She won't. She won't. <laughs> My fault. I a moment, man. Nothing much, man. You know. <laughs> glad to be back at it, bro. Glad to be back at it with you, man, for real. Thank yes. you for the opportunity, man. How yes. you feeling this week, man? How you feeling?
0: Man, I'm feeling fantastic. It's been a good week. Good gaming week, for sure. Yeah. A couple of surprises. Sure, sure. Well, at least one surprise for me this week that I can't wait to talk about. Can't wait to talk about. How you feeling, man? How are you feeling? Man, I'm, fu- I'm full of that sneak!
1: Woo! Woo! No, um, feeling pretty good, man. Feeling pretty great. Thankful for, you know, yet another day. Yes, on sir. This good old green earth above the good ground. You know what I'm saying? Still getting a chance to put it down, man. Um, that's the good stuff know, that was, yeah that was like unnecessarily you know where's <laughs> <laughs> well, my cavassier, you Kavassia.
0: got really smooth and deep there man I feel like you should have a radio program online oh wait you do <laughs> no well, thank you sir man everything is yeah. good especially we're getting some we got some love from the tribe this week but first before we get to that this is your first time joining us we're skip the tutorial video game podcast what we do every week is we talk about the games we've been playing we break down the news, and we have a roundtable for you. Todd, this week's roundtable, it's a little bit more uh, psychological. We're diving into some violent video games and some um, some reasons behind the reactions to some of that and talking about some of the most violent video games of all time. I call it the violence extravaganza of 2018.
1: <laughs> I don't know. This is what we do. And, and also, besides video games, we talk about whatever the fuck we want. And from time to time, we cuss. And make phrases. Yes. This is for, for, for Jeff. Yeah. Because we going to discuss some, you know what I'm saying, digital titties, bro. Digital All for you, titties. Jeff.
0: All for you. Yeah. Uh, but first, <laughs> we got some love. We got a question from the tribe this week on Twitter. Uh, yeah. This is Ehab from the tribe. Uh, he says, I just reached episode nine and I have a question. Did you actually call the dude from Kingdom Come Deliverance openly racist because there are no black people on the game? And most cowboys were black? Question mark. That's just wrong information, man. Thank you for your question you have. We have responded to that, Todd. uh, But this is the the kind of the response that we gave him, just to let everybody know who's listening to some of the archive here, is we were actually saying the guy from Kingdom Come Deliverance was recorded as being openly racist. Not that we were calling him that. And, Todd, we actually listened to that episode. You brought up a good point um, on that information. Basically, like, Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, like, yeah, like I mean, yeah. Not
1: to speak for all black people, but for this black person, I don't give a fuck. I didn't give a fuck then. I still don't give a damn now. It's not really, but, but for real, I do appreciate Ehab, like or Ahab or whatever. You know, I think his he had a cool Lobo um, logo as a profile pic. Yeah, he does, man. That's badass. But um, but not seriously. We, you know, it's not always about the oh, okay blow smoke and just always be extra positive we some of this shit we get a little bit loose and we're very opinionated um you know we try to be as well thought out as possible and some some stuff is just jokes man we just fucking around we say what we want to say but when it comes to things like that it's good if any kind of clarification man that's what it's about you know I say it all the time. It's about the grand experiment of the different people playing in the same playground, trying to surround about different things. I mean, same thing, but, you know, relate. So I actually really appreciate that feedback and the fact that you actually listening, bro. So, you know, keep it up. That's what's happening.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. In regards to the question of saying that most cowboys were black, we did misspeak on that. That was me who misspoke on that one. Yeah, I, I didn't. Yep, I didn't. Take take your lick, my dude. Take my, take your lick. My <laughs> <laughs> I am man. I am. It was actually it was actually about twenty five percent. It was about twenty five percent of cowboys were black. I think what we were commenting on at the time like twenty four too many. <laughs> uh. Boogie
1: boogie boogie boogie. <laughs> Sorry, I was probably it's probably not gonna translate as well over the over the sound waves. You could see see the foolishness. <laughs> no nah, man, but that was really that was cool. I had to go back, and it's funny to go back and like listen to episode nine. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and like come back and like maybe you know check out episodes now and just some of the changes that we know that other people don't know. yeah, you know some of the, not just positive things, but some of the challenges we're trying to put the content out and do the other little things like that. So that's why. I, it kind of, you know, at first we were like, "Well, damn, did we?" But it's it ultimately, man, it's that's a whole part of the grand experiment, man, to help bring the shit together again and, and rethink things and and actually think some of these things out. So I don't want to get too long with it right now, man. You know what it is, but uh,
0: yes, it, sir, yeah. yes, yeah. sir. Um, and on a positive note here too, not that ehab was not positive, he was for sure. He said he loved Super. the show after that and followed our personal Twitter accounts. Love uh, you too, man. <laughs> i love the lobo man. you were just right that Lobo's a dope 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 man, little icon right there you no know, the comic
1: book geek in me bro you yes. know that it, that just fancy
0: but we got an email from jeff brooks man i love this email i'm gonna read some of it for you guys uh it says stt as a 35 year old gamers you guys hit the sweet spot for me of classic nostalgia versus what's new in the industry the casual banter between brian and todd make me feel like i'm just hanging out with my buddies While your roundtable discussions, though more serious in tone, are well thought out and a healthy discourse, compared to all the negativity that is on the news and in social media. I've seriously had chills listening to your show being reminded of past moments of video game greatness. Unboxing my Mario Duck Hunt version of the NES console, co-op on GoldenEye, exploring Resident Evil 2. You guys are speaking my language. I just wanted to give a shout out to the podcast and give mad props to you and Todd for being dope. Thank you for the service and keep the content coming. We're planning on it, Jeff. We don't want to
1: stop. <laughs> yeah, man, that's what we grinded out for, though. That's that part. Absolutely. That's that part. You know what I'm saying? That's the dopeness, man. And, Jeff, you are dope. But for real, that's it's like, I we read that. It was like, damn, couldn't explain it better ourselves. Like that's, that's the whole point, man. That's it.
0: So thank you, Jeff, for real, from the bottom, man. Absolutely. Thank you for listening. He gave us a couple of reviews of stuff he's been playing. He's been playing Detroit Becoming Human. He gave it an 8 out of 10. No Man's Sky, jury Still Out, Uncharted, The Nathan Drake Collection, a 9 out of 10, and Terror Online, Todd, two words, digital titties, that's what he said, score 7 out of 10. <laughs> love it, Jeff, thank you so much. Oh, man, we,
1: we, we see a, a secretly and slowly a whole like rating system is developing. This is amazing. You gotta love it.
0: You do, you do. Like, it's like,
1: you know what I'm saying, just be able to speak in STT code.
0: STT code. We have our own First. language in the tribe
1: first first rule of skip the tutorial
0: mm-hmm. well Todd I do have a question for you my friend it's the question I ask every week what have you been playing
1: oh man you know what it is bro I'm still playing mad 19 fool I'm still playing mad 19 man I'm still playing mad 19. before we get into mad 19 though I also have been playing a nice little free game on that came from PS plus yes, yeah3.
0: Okay, I'm and excited know, to hear about your thoughts on this one because I love this game.
1: Absolutely, and I'm, and in the homie Tony, you know Tony, Tony had been trying to get me to play, and I find it, it's crazy. I, I I love the Mafia series. I played the original ones. You know, I like the whole mafioso style. I think even though the previous games became repetitive, just as the as a series fan, I mean, you know, I enjoyed it. The storyline, even the in all of them, the the tight the shooting mechanics would always be a little bit tighter. And I feel that in this one. But other than that, I mean, it's kind of great. But the biggest thing is for me to forget that it was placed in New Orleans. um, You know, that just warmed my damn heart. Like, for real. Um, Even though the accents, it's kind of impossible to do a proper, like, true New Orleans accent. Because then 97% of the people actually playing the game wouldn't understand what the fuck anything that was being done. And it would be like 17 motherfuckers that look like Lil Wayne and four like Baby and two Master P's. And C-Murder would be going around. Killing people and then going to jail and getting free because threatening witnesses' families. <laughs> but as much as they can. No, shout out to C Murder, man. Seriously. Man, man. seriously all yeah. jokes aside. All jokes aside. I'm just playing because I was just joking, C Murder. I know it's real. But um even like little details in the game down to um I was just standing still and Otis Redden was playing sitting by the dock of the bay. I was like, oh, this is so authentic. You know what I mean? I understand why it's a free game and it's personally for me it's super dope just from being there Um, and them actually taking a Mafia series to New Orleans. I always thought that would be cool if GTA or something did that because if you want to talk like crime game, I mean it's great. Like the first mission, big mission when you go to meet the Haitians and dropping bodies in the bayou and the alligators eat them. Like it's dope, you know what I mean? It's cool. Um so I feel like that was a game. I still haven't played uh, the other game. Was it Dead After
0: Daylight is that is that what it is? Yeah, I, Dead by Daylight. I'll talk Dead a little day- bit of, I'll talk a little yeah. bit about that one.
1: Okay, but definitely Mafia 3 um it's a good rotation game. I always look for like the sports game and and a story-based game or RPG or something to balance out the sports frustrations that I run into. So I'm going to go ahead and run through Mafia 3, man. I might try to see how far I can get through it this weekend. Um, you know what I'm saying? But it's really like that. But then, of course, I got to play. We He's the weekly homie, so we fuck with him. We got some lab time in with Willie. Uh, you know, I play with the Saints, speaking of New Orleans. That's my team. And me and Willie got on there, man. And he got those good old Titans. They actually surprisingly look pretty good this year. Um, you know, but you got to learn how to run with them, boys, man. Like though, if you can run with them, they're gonna be kind of tough. Uh, Mad Nineteen. I've, I've been kind of looking around just in a little bit of the news. Um, and of course, it's getting negative, negative reviews in a lot of ways, and as it should be. But I don't even put Madden in that kind of category. It's the one football game that football player enjoy, players enjoy to play. So it is what it is. That's that's what they play off of. So it's not for me to go into the whole. Um, How much I believe it should be free to play Which I do and maybe we'll get Into that conversation a little bit deeper down the line When I get a little bit more time with the Mutt um, aspects of the game Uh, I finally played around with The Mutt a little bit and I can just see Where that's where they can really make their Microtransaction money that's where all the money is Yeah that's why I don't really gravitate Towards it Um, But I definitely will be talking About it more and more as you don't have The game like you said you was going to (laughs) have
0: I'm sorry, Todd. So I'm
1: just dragging it out. No, no, no. Your apology is not <laughs> accepted. You took my Battlefront 2. I warned you about the curse. <laughs> you that right. Never gave it to somebody else. You said you were gonna get Mad Nineteen. You didn't get Mad Nineteen. That's just not gonna happen. That's fucked up. It's so... gonna happen. It.
0: It's gonna happen.
1: It. I'm Whatever. gonna go on the Amazon and order it right now. The time you get it, I won't even be playing it anymore. It'll be Spider Man or something. I mean, you're I'm gonna, gonna have it. it. I'm gonna have it by Monday. Monday. To have the franchise going. Okay. All right. Now, nah, but um <laughs> I mean, did you have any questions about Mad 19 now that I think about it, since you hadn't gotten it? Like, you know, anything
0: coming up on your mind before you purchase it? Well, I mean, the one purchase I have is have you have you played the story mode yet
1: at all? Or have you been? I'm Actually, actually, hell nah. Okay. After Willie told me, you know, Willie played it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you know us, bro. It's yeah. not like you're going ever get a number from me it's not like i'm gonna be like well i gotta play the, the story mode yeah, and, yeah yeah you know yeah. I, I do what we can we talk about these games but, but that's the cool thing about the trial the whole idea about skipping the tutorial why would i sit there waste that extra fucking time playing that shit right now when willie has warned me and and i trust his opinion within the in the group now i'll go back and play it of course just yeah. to be responsible you know in some sense for the show. But I'm I'm not in a big rush to play the story. I think I'm I'm more excited to go ahead and play the story of Mafia three. That'll yeah. be my story mode while I practice, get my
0: timing back to beat that ass. Woo. Now my other Woo. question too is where's is the what what is the negativity this year that's coming from? I mean, I pulled it up on Amazon right now, it's got, you know, two stars, three stars, two stars. Do you know where this is coming from? Or is it just I think
1: it's just I really, in my humble opinion, I think it's just mad and fatigue. That's this is yeah. the This is the results of lack of competition. This is the results of that. I think it was 2K5 is the last time, which was a great fucking football game, which was the last time there was true competition. And once Madden locked in the rights, you know, to everything, it kind of, you know, at this point, we how many years into this and we get incremental changes Fortnite is really changing the whole landscape of everything to me yeah when it comes to a lot of things because people are like well i don't even have to play anything pay anything for this and it's a great experience and it just so it feels so natural that sports games should be that way yeah at this point especially when you have other aspects of the game that could make you a billion fucking dollars it's been proven now so now that people have access to that information and you know, and okay, also I think it's a general general malaise a little bit with football in general. Like in my group, the usual suspects are still popping up and a couple of the motherfuckers is hiding because they don't want to give away anything of who they're playing with this year in the league. I see you motherfuckers and I ain't mad at you. That was them in the background. Somebody just heard me talking shit and probably sent me a message. But uh Ears are but, burning. I mean, but it's it's I, honestly, like, now, nah, I could be completely off base and whatever, but once again, it's my opinion. I think football in general, it kind of, it doesn't, it's a weird feeling this year, like, as much of an American sports that it is, across the board, the EA little scandal, and just football in general, it's kind of one of those things, like, people as much as, even diehard football fans, about the game, like, you still gonna play the game, but yeah, it, it is kind of penetrating the culture where it's just like, eh, I don't know. You know what I mean? But I think the closer we get to the season, things keep going, you know, we'll see a balance. But it's something to keep an eye on and see if Madden actually has to make some incremental changes or some competition will be introduced into the market. Yeah. I think it's really time for that. But, yeah, that's
0: that's it. Man, I feel you. I feel you on the football, like, how weird this season feels like it's going to be. Because, you know, I'm not a fan of football, but we live in cowboy country. So going to my Facebook page around this time of year, usually it's blowing up with all kinds of updates and information and people getting excited. I don't see any of that this year. Maybe a couple of yeah. people every now and then, but not, not nearly what it usually is. That's crazy, right? It's yeah. like the Americas.
1: It's, and I mean, like I said, maybe we are off, maybe this is just our little circle. If y'all here and you feel a different kind of way, yeah. like let us know really. But I'm just, just honest opinion. It's just kind of like, uh, cause I know last year it was the boycott on both sides on both sides like my friends was like i'm not watching this shit and and that's kind of ticked over a lot of those personality types the ones that are so hot all the time and ready to kind of boycott and shit like they would be the ones to kind of peel off the excitement too because some of those were the most excited ones about the games yeah so you know at least in my circle or my social media watch which is you know you know how social media is nowadays but um yeah Yeah, man i mean that's what it is but i personally as far as peace of mind and taking it away i really i mean i enjoy having a league i enjoy having a franchise i'll have i got my own personal one. i'll just practice and play with that and build up my team do the upgrades i like to look at the the new ways you add the attributes when you do your training free agency the rookie classes, bringing them in and having options with you know um human created rosters so that the the rookies aren't all fucked up. Like, I like all of that. You know, it's a good getaway. And it's a part of my gaming seasonal habits that I know these companies track. So, you know, I'm going to support it. I just got off the phone with Mike not too long ago. You know, try to get him to get on the game real quick. Get a good lab session there, man, before Spider-Man come out. Because once that come out, oh, I just yeah. got a feeling that, it's you know, as much as I'm going to want to fuck with Madden and beat the shit out of some friends and be
0: able to take ass it, Spider-Man going to take a lot of my time. Yeah, Spider Man's gonna be the September game, and October's gonna be Red Dead Two, man. That's just Oof. that's gonna be that's gonna be two back to back. My wife's just gonna Damn. say goodbye to me, <laughs> goodbye to my know, bald he head loves you very much.
1: But now, nah, man, that, like I know I, I know I kind of rambled and dambled on that one a little bit, man. But I really, you know, we didn't even really talk about these like we normally do throughout the week. I'm I'm actually really interested to hear about your games, man.
0: Sure, man. I got some games. I played some. First one I'll talk about is the one that I like the least, which was Dead by Daylight. Um, I mean, I get it. It's an interesting multiplayer concept. The whole concept is, is you go in here, there's four people who are victims, and then you've got a murderer, and you've got to escape the murderer. And in order to do that, you got to restart all these, these generators and open escape hatches and all this. it's, just, it's uh, It feels cheap. The game feels cheap. That's it seems interesting but it just feels like a very cheap experience. I did not enjoy the three multiplayer matches that I played. I think it's a cool concept, but these types of games that seem like a good idea. I mean, they did this before. What was the game before this? Prey where they had the four people and then one was the was the beast and then they had the yeah. Friday the 13th game. Like all of these always come out with their good ideas, but nobody seems to know how to really execute them. So kind of yeah. like Dead by Daylight, just felt very clunky. Felt very like old school Resident Evil controls when I was the survivor, and I was not a fan of that. And they don't tell you anything about what you're supposed to be doing, so it kind of drove me crazy. Um, overall, it's free though, so <laughs> you know can't argue with free. You gotta if you want to try. You gotta, it. Love 99, you gotta love free ninety nine, man. Gotta love free ninety nine.
1: Well, you don't have to love it, but you know
0: it's my favorite price. It is my <laughs> favorite price. Uh, but no, it was all right. Um, I'll talk about the next game, We Happy Few, We Happy Few, okay, so We Happy Few, it's this game that's been a long time in development, uh, Kickstarter, Um, it's been in early access and the game preview mode on Xbox for freaking ever, it felt like I saw that thing on Xbox for years, like at least the two years that I've owned it, Um, it's an interesting game, I'll say this. It's by Compulsion Games. It was distributed by uh, Gearbox, and if you know anything about these two, Gold- Compulsion Games did that game Contrast, which was one of those launch titles for the PS4. It was on PS4 real early in the day. We Happy View has got an interesting look. Just, just aesthetically speaking, it's a weird, bizarre, horror-filled game that makes you feel uneasy a lot of the time. Um, until you actually start interacting with enemies. Once you interact with enemies and you realize just how... Now, ha- to be fair, my honest review, I'm only, I'm only about five or six hours into the game. Um, I haven't come across an enemy that's given me a challenge. Maybe that changes later. Um, but I do like the stealth aspects of the game. Because there's parts where you can hide inside of grass and you completely disappear, so I feel like I'm doing the first-person view of an Assassin's Creed game. Like, I'm actually seeing what my view would look like in an Assassin's Creed game. Um, Overall, though, just speaking to the mechanics, it just feels a very strange hybrid of survival, stealth, and first-person stuff from Bioshock with dystopian. Uh Like, there's a lot of elements going on here. You know what I mean? I love Bioshock. I love stealth games. I even love survival games to a degree. But you start combining all these things together in the kitchen, and what you get is a really weird experience. I mean, one is that what they're going for though? Did, like,
1: didn't weren't they rated pretty high? Like, I hadn't really paid attention to the actual reviewers and reviews and stuff like that. But weren't, weren't they kind of?
0: No, I mean it's it's got like a sixty something on Metacritic. Um, okay, so it's okay. it's kind of average. I mean, there's some interesting elements, like some of the puzzle elements using hallucinogenic drugs. This drug called joy, which you have to take. I, I think that's fascinating. Uh, but it, it definitely pulls a lot from a movie like Brazil or books like 1984 or Brave New World. So if you've seen those or read those, you kind of know what you're kind of getting into. My only, my biggest issue is legitimately speaking, it feels like there's just too much going on. you cause you're having to focus, and it's not hard to balance these things. Don't get me wrong. But it almost feels like one of these situations where you're throwing everything in but the kitchen sink to see if it'll work. Like mm. versus, you know, sticking to we've talked about this before, but sticking to a good concept, a good mechanic, a good idea, and just executing on that idea. God of War did that very, very well. Um, with just kind of focusing on some very small things that they could pull from other genres, but not make them so invasive that they were Distracting. That's what I'll say. Distracting. Here's some positives, though, man. The aesthetically speaking, this game is wonderful for a guy who's a horror fan nut. Like it's, it really is. I get to play in this dystopian universe, and I'm enjoying it. Don't get me wrong. I'm enjoying the game. Would I pay sixty bucks for it though? Ah, that's the question. That's always the question. You come to skip the tutorial because we skip through the bullshit. We get to the we get to the bottom line for you. The answer is no. I would not. <laughs> I technically Here did you. not. I did not pay sixty dollars for it because um, it was on sale on Amazon with your pre-order discount. And they had already knocked ten bucks off, so I think I paid forty-five bucks for it. That was a good price. That was a good so okay. thirty-nine ninety-nine. You know, forty dollars somewhere around there. That's that's a really good price uh, for that uh, specific information. Now, I mean, the thing is, is that if you like stealth games. They don't fully explore the stealth. If you like survival games, they don't fully explore the survival. If you like first person, they don't fully explore it. But you have to know what you're getting. So I think you can definitely find enjoyment in this game. If you like stuff like, you know, Bioshock. Like, I would call this Bioshock Lite. This is called Bioshock Lite. Is it one of
1: those kind of, like, hard, it makes you want to play Bioshock though instead kind of things? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I wish they would just come out with a new Bioshock.
0: Yeah, it does. It really does. I mean, I know that there's rumors of a BioShock being in development, but yeah, it makes me want to play BioShock.
1: I mean, that's okay. It's cuz it's a thin line, right? You know what I mean? You want yeah. people to or developers to feel free to be creative and try something new, you know, so and I have been played it. So is it like a ambitious effort to try something new and start a new um kind of storyline and lore where we can follow it? Where we can give them credit for that is it, can, yes. Can we give them okay? Yeah, okay. yeah. I can give them credit
0: right. for definitely trying something new by making something different in the kitchen. I mean, it's we have a lot of that this year. There's a lot of that stuff going on this year. Stuff like this and Sea of Thieves, where people are trying new things in a genre, trying to mix things up, and I like that. I like when people try something new. I mean, just to be real honest, if I were to give a game credit for Really trying something new that was interesting. See if Thieves would get that credit more than other games. Um, But that's I like when people do that. I like when devs kind of reach out of their comfort zone. Really try something interesting. And they did. And sometimes it doesn't always work. But what it does is it leads to something later on that's going to build off of that formula. And be a much better version of that thing. I think this thing suffered for just being in development too long. Um, I mean it was in early access in 2016. So, you know, that's two years in early access where you could have gotten the game beforehand. I didn't want to mess with it till it got a full release. And I see where maybe they've just taken too much from the feedback, if that makes sense. Like they they (laughs) kind of put too much. You got to do this. You got to do that. Put that in there. Put this in there. Yeah. Yeah, that's. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We'll well, we'll see, because I know you're going to
1: dig into it a little bit more, too. So,
0: yeah, I'm going to get more into it. I'll have an updated review probably in a couple of weeks. But now I want to talk about what I call my favorite game of the week. I'm addicted. I played 14 freaking hours of this game in this week. And it's called Dead Cells. Dead Cells. You know I like my side scrollers. You know I like my challenges. You know I like the stuff that just really pushes my patience, if you will. (laughs) Dead Cells does. Dead Cells does. This is what I would call a Metroidvania roguelike. That's what this is. Uh... It scratches that Hollow Knight itch. It's extremely challenging. The deaths are brutal. The upgrades are amazing. The art is just absolutely stunning. Everything about this game. The bosses are extremely challenging. Getting through a level is challenging. Exploring is fun. I love Dead Cells. I cannot speak highly enough about this game. If you have an opportunity, Dead Cells is the game of the week for me. I believe it's $24.99. I think it's on the Switch, the PC, PS4, and the Xbox One. So it's all uh, on all platforms available to you. I bought it on PC myself. Um, but let me tell you, man, this game, if you're ready to be challenged by a side-scrolling action Metroidvania roguelike, which sounds insane. This is what we're talking about, smashing up a bunch yeah. of things together, but this one actually executes well. This one executes really well. Um, is this the one? was this the one with the IGN controversy, or am I tripping? Uh, I believe it was actually. I believe this is the one that <laughs> was the IGN controversy. Uh, well, boy, it was uh, copying. i you know, talking about
1: the plagiarism and copied old boy. I think it was a, a boomstick something or other. Yeah, is this yeah, the one?
0: Yeah, I believe this is the one. I believe this is actually the one that uh-huh. actually uh, set that information off. Uh, but man, this, I'm gonna have to check this game out. This is a great game. I would would just flat out say this is going to be in my top 10 of the year. Uh, This will definitely probably be in the top five. Yeah, man. I'm addicted. I am 100% addicted to this game. It came out August 7th. But what makes it so fun is the interaction with the world, too, is a blast. There's stuff in this world that does absolutely nothing that you can interact with. My favorite thing is as you're walking through this prison, because you're trying to escape this prison into this area you can knock on doors of prisoner cells and people will either talk to you, you can try to open it, you can try to kick down the door. Uh, the characters are really fun, these little background characters. They build the myth or they build the mythos through the interactions with different story elements that are just in the background. So it's a lot of fun and it's enjoyable. It, it It's that exploration feeling. That's what I'm going for. You enjoy for. the
1: art style? Like the classic? Love.
0: Kinda... Mm. Okay. Yeah, okay. absolutely love the art style. I love the art style exploration. I can't talk highly enough of it. If and you, you said you got this one on PC? I did, man. I bought it on it, PC. Man. Steam. Man, man, totally really worth, it. It, totally okay. worth it. Totally worth uh, it. But yeah, that's 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 enough about Dead Cells. But we will be back with the news segments. Thank you guys for chicken chicken around. I don't know what that means, Todd. Where's sneak. We're sneak. We are sneak. All right, we'll be back. Bye. Welcome back to Skip the Tutorial, number one video game podcast in Lafayette. Now we moved from New Orleans <laughs> to Lafayette. It was pretty cool. Soon we'll be at Port Arthur. Um, yeah. yeah, we're gonna move. We're gonna I move west we'll- a little bit here. Apparently, uh, but no, we're in the news segment. Cue the news music. Cue the news. Channel Four News with five-time Emmy Award-winning anchor Ron Burgundy. Chamkind's Hors. <laughs> Rick Tamlin, weather, and your reporter in the field, Brian Fantana. It's Channel 4 News at 6 o'clock. News, news, news. All right, first piece of news, Todd. First piece of news. That two terabyte PS4 Pro, the 500 million edition, has sold out. Pre-orders have sold out on that. That's pretty incredible. It's It's a dope looking machine, man. It is, man. It really is. I kind of wanted to get him, but I decided not to. That would be a bad idea. But yeah, it's not that. Deep. It's not that deep. No, nah, it's really not. Um, I thought that was interesting, though. The controller. I think my favorite part about that was the controller. I thought that was really interesting.
1: Interesting looking, if you will. Yeah, it looks great, man. It really, really does. But uh, it, right as great as that one looks, I'm like, oh man, a Spider-Man one though.
0: Oh no, uh, that Spider-Man one is beautiful. Now. But, <laughs> The thing is, I wanted. To, I brought this up because I was like, "Is selling updated consoles like selling reselling games just in upgraded packages all over again? Like, is is that becoming kind of a new thing that you've noticed? Because I, I mean, I remember the PS2; they had the PS2 big box, and then they had the slim edition later on. But it seems like this one's a lot more prevalent these days with these different console versions, except the Switch. You've got like one or two Switches out there." yeah yeah uh i don't know man i think
1: i kind of like it personally but that's uh, maybe i'm a little bit of a weird consumer uh i, I got a first series playstation 4 i always talk about it all the time and that motherfucker has held in like a trooper but um you know like i said the disc drive went out i didn't want to open it up and do the tape trick, so i just bought a pro like so you know I, wasn't, I still didn't want to get an Xbox at that point. I got the PC. We talk about this all the time. So in that sense, even going back to like a GameStop, I used to trade in systems all the time just because I wanted a newer system. It's maybe it's just the weird, the weird geeky side to me. So maybe that's what they bank on because I don't give a damn until the entirely new system comes out. It's just there's always issues with the first series of any system, even the Switch. There have been reports of it cracking and warping if you play it too much. That's why I try to keep it protected as much as possible. They'll come out with a new version to tighten it up or fix it up. That's the reason why the slim version came out. Yep. So, you know, you're gonna I don't think as long as it's systems like this there's always gonna be like incremental growth or there's gonna be that missing link system between the next generation. Yeah. That's that's my little two cents on that.
0: No, I agree completely with you, man. I really do. Um, it's I I mean I kind of like it personally too. Uh, some of these systems, especially like some of the Spider Man's and the God of War system, looked really good for a while there. That I was I was thinking about getting it. I really was. Uh,
1: and it's cool for the non you know I'm, we're we're going to be early adopters, right? We're just going to do our do our thing with that. But um, for people that had, weren't able to get the system at release, it's kind of cool. You know, a little a bit a bit of a bump to push yeah. up those console numbers. So you know. It's pretty dope. And, and just the fact PlayStation, that's just a celebration of them winning this generation. Hopefully it pushes uh you know Xbox in the next system. Next system race. Absolutely. To, you know.
0: Dominance. Abs- absolutely. Dominance. Uh next piece of news. The Resident Evil Two UK's Collectors Edition. It's coming with a 12 inch Leon statue. Twelve inch Leon statue. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, that's man, the only no, reason I, I put is- that in there. <laughs>
1: bro! come on man come on right when i thought we were gonna level out into a pretty just (laughs) nope not
0: with me not with me had to throw that one in there i'm telling
1: you bro like this is the first sponsored uh show technically for real in the uk shit every time i'm just like they're pretty cool i like trying to link up with us from overseas man i didn't see anybody else with that over at the QuakeCon. that's right you know it's a lot of yeah yeah saves you know but anyway Leon's 12-inch statue. Yes, yes. (laughs) Ladies only. Uh, (laughs) (laughs)
0: Come on, man. Come on. All right, all right. Move it on. Move it on. Uh, HyperX has released a micro SD card in the US geared towards gamers. You need some memory for your Switch, Todd? Want some quick-ass writing speeds? This is your card. Seriously, I thought about buying this thing. This thing looks really good. Think about buying a lot of shit. I do. I think about buying everything.
1: You got lots of money to hand out to Ethiopians and all kinds of <laughs> stuff, man. It's a lot going on right now in your
0: personal life. Sorry if you put that on the air. I got money. Money coming out my ass cheeks. That's what <laughs>
1: happened. Hello, wait. Hello, bro. No, no. I, come on, man. No. I
0: all right. go to the strip club just to cleanse that. <laughs> all right, all right. Now this actually does look good though. They got they got several levels of storage. They got 80x and 100x writing speeds. It it's really it really does look good though. 256 gigabytes I think is their top line run right now. So if you're looking for some memory for your Switch, this would be a good one because a lot of those Switch games don't have a lot, but they are releasing some. They were talking about putting, um, possibly eventually putting Overwatch on the Switch, and then uh, a couple other games. Uh, the new I saw that man. Are you would you get the Overwatch on the Switch? Yeah, on you, the you're the
1: Overwatch guy for yeah yeah on the heartbeat and I, when I when i think about it switches is, is really hitting home with me I'm, i know we're gonna talk about another thing shortly with the switch but they're getting me on some of these games i'm missed out on like i have to have on my switch
0: yeah 100 i mean I'm octopath traveler i talk about this every week i still need to go buy this damn thing i'm going no, you're to not
1: mr you're not mr moneybags no. until we get some codes that's the part people gotta understand we're not out here trying to you know we just trying to survive just like y'all man and, and get through work days and be able to do the passion thing that we love so you know i get it you'll get octopath when you can man but if you gotta do the ethiopian <laughs> thing bro you know sometimes <laughs> it might pay off later I'm it could saying. it could like i'm not you know no disrespect we love ethiopia and cambodia and all that but you know just look
0: you know what i'm saying i'll see it i see it in your eyes Uh <laughs> <right>. oh man <laughs> So Amazon Amazon first one to the front here has revealed some new details about the Fallout seventy six collectors guide. In this guide you're gonna get a world map poster, survival training, combat strategies, quest walkthrough, a West Virginia Atlas. I don't know if that was necessary. Building and crafting guides and complete multiplayer coverage. I like everything except the West Virginia Atlas. I'm not really not really sure about that. I think
1: you just find trying to find something you didn't like. I thought about it um afterwards, and we talked about this a little bit, and I did want to just interject. I think there was confirmation that um you know it won't be you won't be able to buy those cars. Okay, good that we talked about, but you know we'll see how everything you know things change there will be microtransactions, of course, but it'll be uh, supposed to be cosmetic, so that was good to hear, man, that just confirms even more what we saw out out there out of Bethesda, the cool guys you know,
0: they're all right. Yeah, man. Todd Howard, man. He's a real Marine up there, man. Dude. Good dude, man. Good dude. I do like the cosmetic stuff. I always appreciate that when, you know, the microtransactions are primarily cosmetic and they don't actually affect gameplay. I'm always uh, Darryl, hold on, wait, wait. completely blacked out real quick. Don't man. You need to give me, send me the Hugo
1: picture, man. I'll put the Hugo picture up. Yeah. Hugo. I'm yeah. Why am I saying. Oh, okay. All right. My bad.
0: Yeah. We'll get the Hugo Hugo from edge. Um, I should I should narrate everybody's lives. That's that's what I should do in that voice every time Hugo would walk. I in t- do want
1: you to <laughs> do my eulogy, bro, and you make sure that they popping bottles, somebody twerking and smoking weed, and play and play Rumble, young man, Rumble by Jules Santana.
0: Okay? I will. I will make sure that that happens. That is one hundred percent going to happen. That's happening right. on air. And am in I in the box? I want to have a Jason mask on at some point. Of course. Of course. Why wouldn't you? you. That's the way to do things. And there I'm going to start it out by going, welcome to Todd's funeral. <laughs> <laughs> and then that laugh. All right. That would be perfect right there. <laughs> I'll just pre-record that laugh and play it after I do that, just so we can have it. Uh, next piece of news, party allows you to play SNES... Games with your friends online. Want to play games with your friends online, go to SNES.party. I actually went to this site last night, Todd. It's actually pretty cool. It's pretty cool to watch. I was watching people. It's the SNES party. It's the SNES party. We went to the SNES party. That sounds really weird. I don't know why that sounds weird. I was
1: watching people at the SNES party, hey?
0: I was. I was watching people at the SNES party do some snuff. It was really weird. (laughs) (laughs) It was really weird. But is it cool, though, It is, man. It's cool. Like you can load your own ROM up. You can invite people to play. You can play mul- multiplayer like Mortal Kombat on there uh, against people online from other areas of the world. It's really cool. It was really a lot of fun to watch. People were playing when I got in there. People were playing Super Mario World 2 player together. I thought like it was other areas other areas of the world like like Texas? Yeah, yes. Like Texas. Okay. Like Texas. Um, I believe the Philippines were represented last night as one guy kept spamming the chat Philippines in the house and I'm like, okay I was like it's that's
1: not another place in the world though man. Not- only Texas.
0: Only Texas exists Texas uh... <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm- need more sneak <laughs> Need more sneak. Next piece of news if you're a Nintendo switch fan like me and Todd, you'll be really excited about this. Diablo 3's coming to the Nintendo switch Woo! I like Diablo 3. Yeah, I like Diablo 3. Did you ever play through Diablo 3? <laughs> no, I didn't. But now I will. Yes. Now that it's handheld and portable and ready to go. It's the perfect system for that. <laughs> oh, like,
1: like, yep, yeah, that's what <laughs> That's what she said.
0: There you go.
1: Yeah. Oh man, but uh that was hard. I tried to not say that one. But I no, know. Diablo 3, I'm really excited. I mean, like I bro, the Switch. As much as Nintendo is full of shit a lot of times, and I don't gr- agree with all their practices, including fucking Sony too, you can put them in that bundle. You can't say they don't know what the fuck they're doing with with some of these games, man. Damn it! You're I wonder if Andrew's right. gonna get this.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think so. I think I've seen that all over the place. I know Chris uh, Rallio was talking all kinds of stuff about how excited he was for Diablo 3 as well. Him and Andrew were going back and forth a little bit, I believe. I may be wrong about that, but I think so. Uh, next piece of news, Road Redemption, a Road Rash-inspired game, is coming to PS4, Xbox, and Switch this fall. The reason I put this on here is because we need another Road Rash, Todd. We need you another do, Road Rash. Do. I love Road do. Rash.
1: You do. I told you, man, I used my, my grandfather as an experiment. Speaking of experiments, the ex-Vietnam vet. I used to, In the eighth grade, I did my science project on a different age groups and how it affected heart rates, how they played games. And Roll rash was the other game besides Mortal Kombat that I played, and it worked. It actually got his blood pressure up a little bit. Now, I hope that didn't lead to his, his his eventual demise. But at the time, it was a great time <laughs> time, and it was a lot of fun he enjoyed helping his grandson out. Sometimes I felt real guilty, like, did I kill him with the road rash? (laughs) But I need this game to come back so I can see if it did have an effect on him. And, um, yes, I don't know where I was going with that. I apologize for that, but road rash (laughs) is very important to me. It's more to the
0: story. Yes, road rash is very important. It does not kill people, Todd. I promise you that it does not kill people. But no, it was my fault. Is what you're saying? Wait a second. Did this get twisted somehow? I'm so confused. Uh, No, Road Rash is. uh, Uh, We need another one. Road Redemption. I'm going to try it out. I'm going to try it out because it's probably going to be trash, though, man. It probably will. To be real honest, it probably will. But I will always be a sucker for these style of games. Uh, Anytime you get me on a motorcycle and you give me a chain and I can hit people with the chain or I can hit people with the bar, I'm good. That's what I like. I'm good. This is a long-forgotten genre, man. This this fighting on motorcycles genre. <laughs> That's what I'm calling it, fighting on motorcycles. That's what this genre is. I promise. A.K.A. Insta-Death. Insta-Death. Uh, next piece of news, Epic Mickey 2 is now available on Games with Gold. If you like multiplayer games, Epic Mickey 2 is a good one. A uh, good, good multiplayer with your significant other, your partner, your, your friend. It's good for kids. It's got some good challenges in it. It's a lot of fun. I like the Epic Mickey series. I'm kind of sad that they've gone away. Those were, those were a lot of fun. I like Epic Mickey. We just talked about the mouse in the opening. The mouse, the house of mouse. Yep, yep. That kind of sounds weirdly uh, socialist. The house of mouse.
1: I actually, that one actually went above my head, man. I don't even want to. Th- I don't know, man.
0: <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I need to read more books. More books. Social. I got a lot of books <laughs> over here if you want to borrow any. I don't know why I'm just like calling out. It's like we're doing a back and forth. What's the thing they do on stage? The the echoes, the call outs. That's like we, you'll say something and I'll just scream it louder. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I think we're losing a little bit of
1: track here, but it's okay. We're just going to get back on this train yes. and we're going to ride. Yeah. we're gonna we're gonna find a way to to, to finish this out and into. I think I'm telling you, bro. I think the Ethiopians' situation that you're going through right now is throwing off.
0: It is. It is a little bit. I'll get back on track. Let me revamp here. Let me get my sneak. All right. I'm good. All right. Let's do All right. this. All right. All right. Next piece of news: China has frozen gaming regulate regulations and is blocking dozens of AAA game titles from entering into the market market as they refuse to review for unsocialist ideas. Apparently this is throwing some background uh, noise into the market right now. A lot of people are worried about this. A lot of people are coming up worried about this. Um, oh, really? Yeah, man. It's it's really strange to have a whole country just at once just go, yeah, we're not going to take your games at all. It's just, we're just not going to. Because we just refuse to to delve into this further. Telling you, Well, man. Nah,
1: I didn't. I didn't read this article. So, what's the deeper crutch to it? Is it just control of information? Is it? Yeah. Um, that's basically it. Like, we got our own fucking
0: games. Fuck your games. Well, it's it's it's. There's kind of a a mixed bag as to why the reasons are that China has frozen their regulations on this. Um, some people think it may be a response to some of the trade wars going on, like we talked about uh okay like
1: one of them things like you just certain seeing certain kind of energy out yeah and you get that energy right back and then you want to get your feelings hurt when you're that energy shot back at you like or it's surprising and shocking and you're fearful you know of this because you're fearful of losing some kind of monetary gain in one of the largest economies in the world like yeah you know whatever You, you know what do you expect
0: yeah, I mean, it's it's got a lot to do, too. There's a lot of... it's. They're doing it a lot uh, to Japan. But right now, it's saying that no game has actually received a license in China since March of this year. Uh, but today's announcement was the official announcement of that. Um, a lot of it's people or it's games that may be considered critical of their leadership at this time. Um you know These approval processes just aren't occurring. Some people do think it has something to do with the the U.S. relations with China right now and kind of how stressful those are because China does realize how big the gaming market is and how it can affect certain economies uh, in a big way and certain employment opportunities as well. They're a pretty big market. I mean, when you look over all of what China has, um, if you look at it to uh, one developer... Ten cents earnings recently dropped $150 billion in market value. And people are saying that this has a lot to do with China not giving license to their games to be released. I mean, that's a lot of money, man. At the end of the day, just because a regulation department can freeze and control this economy, uh, one company loses $150 billion just over this information. So, you know, there's a lot of powers being played with here. And, you know, when you got a place like China that has that regulatory board... That's a pretty big deal for the gaming market, um, especially because you start looking at different markets being, you know, impenetrable. You're talking about cutting cost devs, cutting budgets back, etc. It, it's a ripple effect that could occur over time because if other countries, especially socialist countries, buy into it and start doing the same thing, then you have a larger expanding issue. So, kind of interesting. Not affecting me. Not right now. <laughs> still playing the games though. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there it is. I'm still it, going
1: to. It,
0: it'll be okay, bro. It will be. I just threw it out there. I thought it was interesting.
1: No, nah, no, nah, it is, man. That's important. That's important news for real. Yeah.
0: Uh, my favorite piece of news this week is something I'm super excited about. Is THQ Nordic has acquired the Time Splitters. They have acquired Time Splitters. Fuck yeah! I'm so excited about this. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> I love Time Splitters. It's yeah. one of my favorite forgotten franchises of all time. We talked about it once with people. Uh, we had this idea of we were talking about the Xbox and what Microsoft could do to resurrect some stuff and bring back forgotten franchises like Time Splitters. And lo and behold, THQ Nordic, they're all over that shit. And I'm so excited. I'm ready for that, man. I'm ready. I'm ready for some Time Splitters.
1: Yeah man, Time Splitters was like my movie flick movie in our if it was an arcade, we'll go play some time splitters and you know, get ready for the movie. It's, but that's dope. I wonder what I mean, so THQ, they got
0: Yeah, they big plans the, for it. Yeah, they say they've got something in development. Uh, they say that they've got a a new time splitters game in development. Um uh, I read last night on some of the con or the um the the comment boards, the message boards last night around this announcement. Somebody said, if they release Time Splitters as a uh, launch title for the PS5, I'll literally eat my shoe. So, I was like, all <laughs> okay, right, man. Well, 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 wow. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty, that's a pretty, uh, that's, you're really, really, you're, you're yeah. really, really pushing for that, aren't you?
1: 1930s all over again, eh? You'll shoe eat, eat
0: you, eh? You'll eat your shoe. Put it on a plate. Get a fork, boil it down so the leather and glue melt off. That's what's
1: going on. I, I think I'm tripping, man. I don't think Time Splitters was my movie game either. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Th- yeah, I think you were talking time. about Time Crisis. That's what I was talking about, bro. The one so with correct, the pedal. I, yeah, yeah. I've never played Time Splitters. Now, Time Crisis was my shit. Um, okay, so I don't know. Maybe like I, yeah, I, I'm gonna have to check it out. If you're excited about this one, we'll at least have to do some some more deep diving into it. My bad on the, on the mix up, broski.
0: No, it's okay, dude. Time Splitters Two is probably one of the greatest first-person shooters of all time. Um, this all has ties back to THQ Nordic, who back in 2012, some fans of Time Splitters uh, got permission to use uh, to mod using the cry engine, which is the THQ used to be Crytek, etc. So there's kind of some ties back into this thing. Um, it'll be interesting though, man. I'm looking Dope. forward to something like that. But stick around for our roundtable segment, where we're talking about the most violent video games. Fucked up shit as usual. Always. Welcome back. Skip the tutorial. Uh, Still the number one video game podcast in New Orleans. Uh, we're back with a roundtable segment where we're talking about the most violent video games, kind of diving into some of the psychological reasons behind some of this stuff, Todd. The question I have, just to start out, is why do people care? What is it about violence that makes people, especially in video games, video game violence in particular, what is it about video game violence pe- that seems to trigger people, if you will? Because we got movies, we got we got books... Is it the interactivity of video games? Is it the fact that video games have kind of always been associated until recently as kind of like kids toys if you will? Is that what it is? I mean what is your opinion on this Todd? And then we'll go down to some of these violent video games and the controversy surrounding them.
1: Yeah I mean definitely being at It's still relatively new in the entertainment and all genres when you think about it. I guess it's one of those. uh, That's what it is. It's that. It's that. It's those video games. I mean, uh, you know, every generation goes through that. And as we get older and our generation becomes more of a generation that grew up with video games, you know, more of a normal thing. It'll be the next next thing, whatever that is, you know. So um, I think it's just I mean, Genghis Khan didn't have video games. But he killed enough people, you know what I'm saying, to, you know, (laughs) make the oxygen be more clear in the world. That's actually true. Shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, So, you know, um, now I don't want to sound like an NRA like agent. Like, you know, it's not the guns. It's the people. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's not you know like video games might have a, an effect due to interactivity, honestly. But I mean, I think it's just it's like when people would get mad at Pac for being like, "Okay, well, how could you say these things?" Like grand grander culture, and Pac would just be like, "I'm just talking about what I see and what I've been through." You know what I mean? It's yeah. just you know it's just art. It's just you know I don't know. We talk about it all the time. we we've, we've touched this subject a couple of times, but it is always interesting to kind of delve into especially in light of like the real life horrors that go on and just how how crazy things can get and you know i'm just glad it hadn't been anything too crazy that's why i'm almost kind of hesitant to to dig too deep into this because we've had a break from like mass shootings and stuff like that it's kind of weird and sometimes i think if there's a concern as far as on the violence it's a part of our culture where it, even like in calm times, we can't just let it be calm. Like, we gotta yeah. talk about it and we gotta feed the monster. And I do agree with some recent statements as hard as it can be because it's like a a non-emotional decision not reacting to all the foolishness and feeding into the aspects of the violence and everything else you know might be the best stance you know like it's kind of it's something to pay attention to but most of the time it's just reflection of art and just actual human nature we could probably have like a Sigmund Freud conversation about it and just everybody psychoanalyze themselves when it comes to the violent nature of games and why we gravitate towards them but um, you know it, it It is what it is. I mean, it, it's it's a combination of things. It's, the most violent things I see is just people starving on the streets. Yeah, that, absolutely. You know, that, that yeah. fought, for the, fought for the country and lost a limb, that's violent as fuck. Man, it ain't got shit to do with me going home and playing Doom.
0: Nah, but. not at all, man. I mean, I, th- I think it's right. It's a lot of escapism, scapegoatism. I mean, escapism comes with two facets to it. Entertainment, Escapist entertainment comes with two facets because people can use it easily as a scapegoat. I mean, I've dealt with it my whole life as a big horror fanatic. Because people think I'm completely screwed up in the head because I love horror movies so much. I I think it's other things. That's that you do. that's also true. Listen to the news segment for those things. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's 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 easy to blame small things. It's not easy to think things are complicated like we talk about all the time. It's not easy. Just it's it's not easy to really delve into something and really dive, do a deep dive, and figure out. Why does this thing exist? What's the real reason? Because, I mean, if you look at violent video games, I'll be real honest. I love violence, bro. I 100% love it in my entertainment. In my entertainment. In real life, no. Not at all. I don't want to see it. I don't want to deal with it unless it's at a sporting event where it's, you know, controlled. And, you know, it's one-on-one. And there's rules and regulations. You know, I mean, that's the thing, too, that makes escapism entertainment like in a video game or a movie is usually there's rules, to the violence, because there's rules to that universe. It's like the horror movie Slashers. There's rules to who gets killed, and there's rules to who doesn't get killed in a movie. Do, do you think it has to do something with just, especially you know, with
1: males, man, just a primal kind of instinct of just something that's in us genetically, yeah. like at its at its base, you know what I mean? Like we joke in, in tribeness and tribalness, and we, we understand you know the negative connotations of that okay we're just saying like one tribe of gamers and blah 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 but and i mean but when you do like look into the tribalism aspect of stuff i mean there's a primal part of us that is willing to be violent to protect our space 100 things of that nature and then when you live in a a cubicle life or a cubicle world even in all like all aspects is getting smaller and smaller it seems like with the space that you need to reach out because of technology. You know what I mean? It just puts you on a smaller box like a caged animal. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. It's one of those things just that want to be have some sense of freedom of roamingness. You know what I mean? I still need to watch Ready Player One. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it, like, just maybe not if you physically can't have that universe. You you want to be able to digitally yeah. use it. You know what I'm saying? Titties. And <laughs> that way. quota exceeded. We could have. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know, man. I mean, I think, I think. Look, I'm not blind to the facts. All right. If you sit there and you, and you do anything in excess, especially nowadays when you have so many options when it comes to gaming, okay, that's that's something too. Like, if all you do is play violent games, like extreme, weird violent games, then that's a reflection of an issue that you already may have. Yeah, absolutely. And, and actually, it's something that could be monitored and maybe you know something that we could look out for red flags for like the eight year old that got hops on gta and only wants to stab people period there might be something to look into that he might have some anger issues there's ways you can use that violence and turn it to maybe an educational tool hopefully and hopefully we just you know i don't know we figure out a way to to have controlled healthy releases for aggression and anger you know what i'm saying and and not you know Focus so much on his foolishness,
0: man. I'm one hundred percent with you on that. Because um, you know, you do occasionally like, you know, I don't just watch horror movies. I don't just play violent video games. Sometimes I watch cartoons or the Muppets. I love the Muppets. I think they're awesome. But you know, or sometimes I'll sit there and I'll play Kirby or something silly and something cheesy like Overcooked too. You know, because you need that. Sometimes you do need that. But if you're right, if you're just sitting there, nothing. You know, you're feeding that fire if you don't have another access. Now, there's an opposite. You know, there's another side of the spectrum, too, is you talked about the release. It's that that release of if you're facing a hard life. You know, I remember times when I was dead broke, and all I had to do was come home... And then I had this uh, game for, I can't even remember, it for the PlayStation 2, it was a Gladiator game where you could rip off the arms of your opponents and hit them, hit them with their own arms. And that was my release. I was broke all the time, but I had a blast playing that game. And I remember that game specifically for getting me through those times. So sometimes it's, you know, it's those more complicated, deeper psychological issues that people deal with. It's not, you know, it's... It's not the escapist art form's job always to monitor how people react to it. Sometimes it just it's, needs to be there.
1: And see, like you said, man, like we, we talk about this and we'll I'm sure we'll come back to this um, discussion. A lot of times it's, it's a reflection of what's going on. But what I like specifically about this, this time that you pulled it up was kind of some of the games and some of the issues that have come around the games throughout time. And it's just a question on, okay... Is that still having an effect? Not now. Will it still have an effect now? Did it really have an effect then? Things like that, and kind of, kind of trying to kind of, chronologize, chronologize,
0: I, like I like that, that word. Order. Yeah, that's a new word. Like that's the best new word yeah. I've heard all week. <laughs> it really is. You know
1: what the fuck I mean, man? I do. Kind of, kind of put things together, put it in an order where it's like, all right, is there anything to it for real?
0: Yeah, okay, so let's look at the first one we brought up here, and I, I to be fair, I pulled this off a of Complex, who rated the top 25 most violent video games um, of all time. It's actually a great read. It was a great read. I have to agree with their list. Um, they really hit every point, um, but let's, let's talk about this first one up here. I don't know if you remember this little game for the Xbox back in the day, Condemned Criminal Origins. I believe it was on PlayStation as well. Uh, they had two sequels to it, Condemned Criminal Origins and Condemned 2. Um, I played both of them. I enjoyed both of them. First-person shooters, horror games. That's what they are. They're survival horror games. But the thing about Condemned was in February of 2008, all copies were confiscated in Germany, which outlaws the dissemination or public display of media, which describes cruel or otherwise inhuman acts of violence against human beings in a manner which expresses a glorification or rendering harmless of such acts as violence or which represents blah blah blah, it was prohibited by law. Distribution of this game was prohibited by law in Germany. Partly, I think Germany's just trying to make up for something that happened in the nineteen thirties and forties. Definition just of irony. <laughs> I really do. Definition. Um, but I went back and you know, just as kind <laughs> of an experiment last night, I went back and I played through a little bit of Condemned, the first one, just the the very first level of it. It's it does not hold up. It really does not hold up as a video game. Did you ever play Condemned, Todd? Nope. Yeah, it does not hold up. Um, it kind of looks cheesy now. I understand what they're saying. There's some stuff you could do with a hammer that was kind of interesting. But I
1: never played it. No. <laughs> Didn't. I just say I don't even know what it is. Yeah. But I mean, I do find it interesting. That's one thing I will say. America, we're hypocritical about a lot of shit but we own our fucked upness in some ways. Some ways we, we do. We own our fucked upness.
0: We you know? do. I can't I can't argue that we own our really screwed up In ways. some
1: ways, in some ways, in other ways, you know, we're still as dis- disillusioned as anybody else, but in some ways we will own our fucked upness when it comes to the violence, seal.
0: Yes, we do. Uh next game that I wanted to discuss was night trap. Of course, I had to bring this up, Todd. I had to bring this up. <laughs> Because I have played the remastered edition or whatever, and the game sucks. It's a terrible, terrible game. Another shout-out to Limited Run. Yeah. Uh. I love Limited Run. I love Limited Run. But it is. It's an FMV game. And the real fact of the matter is this is a great topic or a great game for bringing this point up. This game would have disappeared from the market a long time ago had the controversy around this game not been brought up. The game sucked. It came out for Sega to CD as an FMV game back in the nineties. It's a terrible, horrible, stupid game. The violence is cheesy. It's like a D-grade horror movie that you would watch on TV on Sci-Fi Channel or whatever. That you can interact with. However, that being said, this game would have just disappeared. If nobody had ever made a stink about this fucking thing, it would have never sold. Here's what happens though. It talks about um, The movie-like game was described as an effort to trap and kill women in a 1993 Joint Senate Judiciary and Government Affairs Committee heading. It's also notable for a uh, post-Different Strokes stand in Play-Doh. It was investigated by fucking Congress, Todd. Congress. Why? Uh, I mean,
1: well, Night Trap is weird as fuck, though, Brian. I mean, I kind of get that one. I mean, as much as I love Mortal Kombat, (laughs) as much as I love Mortal Kombat... Like, I got it, especially at that time, because it, yeah, okay, it was newer. Yeah, okay, I could see that, And it was one of those things, it's just like, what the fuck is going on here? And I, the shock, like, looking back on it now, I'm like, okay, I get the overreaction, the overreaction. I mean, really, I think that was just the the springing up of what we're living in now, honestly. Yeah, so yeah. So I really get it, like, when you look at just the overreaction and a lot of the other, or not even overreaction, I mean, it's just... Damn, I mean, Night Trap is a weird ass. fuck. Night Trap's a weird game by the like today's standards. Yeah, I if agree. Night Trap came out right now would we'll be like, what the fuck is going
0: on here? I mean, it's a trashy so, game. It's a trash game. Don't get me wrong. And at it's the end of the day, weird. it's just not good. No, it's not. See, That's
1: the thing. Like that's the difference.
0: It's just not good. And we've talked about this. Sometimes you just let the shit just settle. Just yeah, let it go. No one like why are we well, talking about it now? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let it go. Bryant, stop playing night trap stop bringing it up (laughs) oh man uh the next one on our list of the most violent video games was doom it is notorious man it's notorious doom is very (laughs) we know this obviously but doom is my shit though i love doom i love doom i do Here's the funny. It's
1: th- well thought out and it's tied into religious aspects of hell and shit. Yep. I'm always thinking that's cool because that's in some ways it can be informative and in, in, if it puts you down a, a educational you know road of like American history, world history, religion, we've talked about this before. And not to tie doom directly into religion, but when you're talking about Anglo-Saxon Christian ideas of hell, which is always an interesting environment in video games hard movies anything yep you know doom is one of those games where i could see why the people flipped out when it first came out but you look at it now 2018 it's going to be an upcoming one of my probably favorite games to come out in the in the near future
0: absolutely what i'm what i'm also kind of pointing out is there's a thread line here in people criticizing these games anytime technology changes Anytime technology is good enough to show off something new, if you will. I mean, if you have Condemned Criminal Origins, that's 2008. 2008, the 360 was just starting to really roll. You know, it had come out before that, but it was just starting to really pump up um, into a big way. Uh, Night Trap, FMV games, not real big at the time, hadn't really been seen. All of a sudden, the technology changes. And then Doom, you know, 32X Doom was one of the first games to ever get an M rating. The one for the Sega 32X. Um, You know, even so much so far as the criticisms from multiple religious groups. David Grossman, who is a Killology research group founder. Killology, that's a hell of a name for you. He called Doom a mass murder simulator. You're murdering demons! You're literally killing fucking demons! Who gives a shit? These are bad things. But now, it's the technology shifted at the time... And people were finally being able to see blood on the screen. This was an extreme amount of blood being shown for that time. If you go back and play Doom now, the very first Doom. I love the first Doom still to this day. But if you go back and play it now, it kind of looks... I mean, it looks old. That's. I mean, that's because it is. It's a very old game, obviously. But at the same time, it's... Does it... Did anything change because they threw a fit? Did anybody really... Has anybody ever tied doom to any type of mass murder or shooting? I mean, that's the question I have.
1: Now, see, this is the thing. We don't have the answers. The no, problem is no. we don't have the answers to why. So, I mean, it might. It very, well, it very well might. I mean, it very well may be just a sign of what we gravitate to. And as a culture, um, you know, how, how violent. And I've talked about this before. A lot of times we live in a cannibalistic society. It kind of feels like we happy few. Maybe that's the reason why that game is kind of, you know, a good game to come out right now to bring up the violence because that's what it feels like. We got an opiate crisis in the country. We got so many opiates where, like I said, last year I was watching football and it was selling fucking opiate, uh, um, like where you can't shit constipation medicine, not the opioids themselves. You don't even have to put commercials up for that. They sell themselves. So when you want to talk about things like that, you gonna you got to get to the root issues and root problems that's going on on overall in society because all forms of art are just a reflection of some kind of sickness, illness, or beautiful, creative something side. They're different sides of the same mirror, kind of what's going on in society. So, and and that if you want to talk about these things, a lot of the type of drug culture changes have ramped up and changed in in ebb and flow with these type of entertainment switches in my opinion
0: i agree man i agree i absolutely do it does it shifts and it moves and the one thing you want to talk about too is you know you brought we up we happy few up which was a good comparison because they take the joy pill in there to make themselves happy and to see everything as kind of this beautiful world when in reality the world's not that beautiful and the truth is is the characters who are freed in the game are freed because they start to realize that the world is not that beautiful, and they and start. Maybe
1: sometimes Doom games like that are a reflection of trying to show you a true reflection of what it looks like outside for real.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. God, you nailed that one, good, dude. Um, man, now I just want to play Doom though. Talking about it all over <laughs> again and kill the fucking demons, bro. Yeah. Kill the demons.
1: Kill the demons. Yeah. Kill the demons. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, But that's a good game, though. That was like good art. Like, you know, some of these other things are just trash. The next one is complete trash, but I played the shit out of it. Postal 2. Postal 2. (laughs) Definitely, we brought this up on our controversial games list. I wanted to bring it up here on the violent video games list as an example of criticism that I do find kind of valid. If you've ever played Postal 2, you don't have a goal in the game, you just kill everybody, and you can piss on people. So, yeah, I completely agree that game was made for one reason. Sometimes people make games to be trolls. That's the truth. Sometimes people do things just to see what they can get away with. And you think? What's that? You think so? Yeah, I do. I honestly do. There's a couple of movies that I know that really, they come up with excuses afterwards to find out. And Postal 2, I could totally see the criticisms and how valid they are. And the games aren't fun. Postal and Postal Two is not yeah, a fun game. Yeah, never played it. Never played it. I played it as a teenager because oh ho, ho, look how funny. It's so dark. It's you know, I was being an edge lord, a shit lord, you know? Just trying you know, it's one of those <laughs> things. Like but anyway, Postal Two, the Office of Film and Literature Classification banned Postal Two in New Zealand, citing high levels of violent content and animal abuse. It remains banned and possession distribution or even buying it for personal use in New Zealand is widely illegal is a criminal offense and is punishable by up to 10 years in prison and a fine of $50,000 that seems a little excessive to me for a video. I can game.
1: definitely see it. I can definitely see it. Like <laughs> New is one of the more beautiful places in the country. Yeah. The culture is totally different than ours. They don't place the same type of value on stuff. Um like it's it's they don't try to work you to death. Yeah. You know, they actually care about you having a life outside of work and being able to enjoy different aspects of of life than just you know it's different like I get it but I understand that's what I'm saying a lot of times the art that you put out is a reflection of yep. your culture and if, you, if somebody doesn't want that shit in their culture that's not necessarily a knock on them honestly how many mass murders have they had that's now, also if you wanna true. You want to put on if you want to put on like numbers and all that and comparisons that's fine. I'm not saying that. I'm saying just factually, go look up how many mass for whatever fucking reason just numbers wise, percentages wise, per capita, however you want to look at it, how many mass shootings have they had as opposed to how many we've had. Yep. Not to say a uh, blame games for it. I'm saying it's regardless if we had these games or not, there's probably something else was going on that was caused the same issue that's been causing the same issue
0: for hundreds of years. Yeah. Okay, so I want to dive into a different direction here, Todd. Kind of bringing up a game that me and you both love to death, but there's no controversy around, but it is definitely a game series that has a level of violence in it, and it's Ninja Gaiden. Ninja Gaiden, you can cut off limbs, you can do all sorts of stuff. No controversy. The question I have is, is, is Ninja Gaiden, because it takes place in a little bit more of a fantasy world, and it doesn't have the demonic imagery, like Doom does in that fantasy world, is that the reason why this game doesn't have the controversy surrounding it? Even though you can, you can cut off limbs, arms, whatever you want to do in Ninja Gaiden. I love the games. I love they're very good challenges. But what do you think, Todd? Is there a reason why like, it doesn't have the controversy?
1: Yeah, because it's a part of somebody's culture.
0: Yeah, and historically factual things like this is a
1: ninja. I mean, not not historically factual as far as like maybe ninjutsu and all that the other kind of shit that goes along with. It. But you know what I'm saying, like. Why would it be a controversy behind that? I yeah. mean, if there's no... you know, like I, I don't know, like I understand why it's not a controversy. I wouldn't even want to. I don't even see. I, I don't see how how you could make it a controversy. Yeah. Unless, you know what I mean. Like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. No, no, uh, I see it. I see uh, yeah, it. I like, see I'm, it. I'm, I'm yeah, trying, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm trying to. It's just. I, I mean, it's it's ninja culture. I don't. I don't know enough about ninja culture to even make a controversy out of it. And then is Kamami? Did they yeah. originally make?
0: Uh, yeah, I believe
1: it is. I think we just I'm gonna put check. a list. We just did a list, but um, I mean, yeah, Ninja gaten is it, Garden gaten Um, it's one of
0: my tecmo. one of my games. Tecmo, techmo
1: techmo thank, yeah, thank you, Yeah, yeah, thank
0: you. Um, no, no, no. I'm 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 absolutely saying it. It's just it's kind of funny how we can we can kind of bucket things sometimes into different categories based off of what they represent versus you know what kind of level I mean, of I think, anger okay, we're so going like, to have. a
1: comparison, like Night Trap running up on innocent women and the whole idea being to kill them or do whatever the fuck is just like, okay, that's one thing and then it's just like an honorable warrior with the actual storyline. Yeah. You know, that's, that's how our history goes. That's just how it is. I mean, it's, it's not you know, yes, it's a thin line but it's a thin line in anything. It's a thin line between love and hate. It's a thin line between a pimp and a trick. And it's a thin line between that hole in my dick and the words of Chad <laughs> goddamn Butler. But you gotta recognize that that thin line is very strong. And I mean, there's on, you know, some one side of the issues is some bullshit and the other side is something you know, it's just truth and grit to it. You yep. know, Ninja Garden I, I mean,
0: I get what you're trying to say, but it's like, that's it's uh. <laughs> I'm just you know, I'm saying it's it's kind of representation of kind of this weird idea that when it comes to battle or you know cuz it's like the idea of a war movie versus a slasher movie if you with there's an honor scene in something like that there's an honor scene of fighting for something and then you have a slasher movie it's like there's no honor in what they're doing of course there's not and I'm not saying there is but I'm just saying that it's funny that we can separate those categories so easily in our head when it comes down to the day when when it really boils down to it the final product is violence and violence is violence now, OK, so you don't believe that there's such a thing as righteous violence. No, I do. I do. I'm, not, I'm just OK. So I'm so diving that's into I'm the, so yeah, that's the difference. Yeah, but that's the difference. Yeah, no, I get it. I'm just diving into some of that, how easy it is for us to separate some of that stuff. I think that's well, fascinating, got to, though, because there's yeah. a
1: difference between righteous violence and selfish violence. Mm-hmm. I agree. I absolutely agree with you like I, anger or anything else yeah so you have to split you have to make a distinction because if you don't then you put everything in the same bucket and you try to you know grade things like everything is all fair and equal when they're not
0: absolutely 100 percent correct i was right. just no yeah no you are you're you're right i was just diving into some of the psychological issues that i find kind of the psychological factors i find fascinating and in, in once again humanity. These, these are
1: just questions these are questions yeah. this is shit that we're throwing out too you know absolutely please,
0: somebody that that has a simpler more concise way to explain it email us and skip the tutorial podcast at gmail.com please do we have to have some psychiatrists or people who are listening who could explain some of that uh last couple of games outside of stuff like mortal kombat gta god of war we know those are on the list those will always be representative of some of the more violent video games they have some controversies that have been well documented Uh, The last two that I found kind of more interesting was a game called Thrill Kill, which was an unreleased game for Sony PlayStation. This one seems like it would be a little bit controversial if it ever had gotten a release, and that's why it didn't. It allowed four players to fight in a room simultaneously, and it was overshadowed by controversy surrounding the depiction of violence and sexual content. Examples of this content include BDSM, uh, fetishes, costumes, limb disembarrassment, and violent special moves with suggestive names such as Bitch Slap and Swallow This. Yeah, that seemed like a good idea to probably cancel that game. I'm just going to be real honest. That did seem like a fighting game that was going to be super successful in any way. Although it did lead to something even better. Uh, Wu-Tang used the game's engine to develop their fighting game. So <laughs> Wu-Tang ain't nothing to fuck with. There we Everybody go. knows that. Everybody knows. Yeah, man. There we go. And the last one, which is considered the most, according to Complex.com, not us, but according to Complex.com, the most violent video game of all time came out for the Wii, the Nintendo Wii, and it's a game called Mad World. If you've never played Mad World, I highly suggest it. It's a great little game. It's black and white, but the blood is red. Uh, There were some concerns on it, the BBC, Media Watch UK. Uh, they said that we need to ensure that modern and civilized values take priority rather than killing and maiming people. Fans' responses to the organization have been hostile, accusing MediaWatch UK of cowards and narrow-minded bigots. Alright, well, you know, whatever you want to say. It's still got a release. People still played the game, so, you know.
1: It's that's the thing. That's one game I actually wanted to play. Not a, another yeah. game I didn't get a chance to play, though. It, looked, it looked really good as far as the, the art, the aesthetic portions of it, but never played it
0: it's a beautiful game I love that game it's a lot of fun aesthetically speaking it's just a it's a real continuation of all that like comic book art like beautiful Joe or comic book zone and places like that comic zone and stuff like that lots of fun though but yeah like uh, Todd said if you have any question or if you want to expand on it you want to send us an email skip the tutorial podcast at gmail.com we don't have all the answers this is just a discussion we like to talk about things and we like to involve the tribe you can also hit us up at facebook.com backslash skip the tutorial podcast where the Facebook group is. We got a Discord. Look at the Facebook for that. Uh, Twitter at stt underscore pod. Instagram at skip the tutorial podcast. Find us wherever you find podcasts, but try to use Anchor. I really like Anchor, it's really cool. Uh, but go check yeah. it out, guys. And again, thank you for joining us. And as we always do and always say at the end of the week, stay humble.
1: Stay humble pom pom pom